0: Tools are for you to use. these tools are for you to
1: use. welcome to this is your afterlife conversations with artists and activists about death and life my name is dave marr i am a comedian i live in chicago eight years ago i was in a coma and now i host this show just uh, just to casually host the coma-based afterlife interview heavy topics with uh, Comedians show. My guest this week is Luca Harsh. Luca Harsh is both an activist and an artist. Luca's a writer. Luca is a comedian and one of the organizers behind Commuters Take Action, a transit-focused organizing group here in Chicago that is trying to whip the, uh, the CTA, the Chicago Transit Authority, into shape. And that makes Luca, as we talk about, you'll hear in this episode, an autistic person who literally uh, is, is in a group based on trains, which is a a fun little thing, and I I appreciated them drawing that to my attention, and it was a pleasure. So this is a fun interview. I hope you enjoy. I will say I'm so grateful that you listen. If you want to listen more, if you want to hear more of these conversations, if you want to hear little extra audio experiments I do every month, like there are occasionally after shows. There's an afterlife movie club that happens, ideally like once a month. You can go to the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Dave Mar, and for five or fifteen dollars a month, you can join, support me, support the show, and keep it going and growing. I'm not for constant expansion here. There, there's a point where I I will want to cap the expansion, but I'll just say we're not even close to that point. Yet, So, if you would like to join me, that would be lovely. At the $15 level, those are the Pigeon Level Patrons. Those people get their names said in every episode so far. They are Katie Llewellyn, Kurt Chang, Susie Carroll, Fred Fedawa, John Lee, Shuba Singh, and Debo. I challenge you... To become one of those people so that I can't remember and actually have to look at a written list every week, that would be the real challenge. You can also support the show by reviewing it in your app, telling friends about it. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about all the work that I do. So, that is out of the way and now all we'll just get to it here is me and Luca harsh i grab your whip and take it back to when i'm in i treat it like paint your hell a custom hell designed for you
0: playing sports with my worst coworkers from my past jobs
1: <laughs> okay worst in what way
0: yeah like the the ones i didn't want to spend time with <laughs> The because yeah, this came from like yeah at my job that I just quit, like it was at a like at a really small company and like we were out, out on some like mandatory like mandatory fun type deal. And then my boss goes, We should start a beach volleyball team. And then like I look around and it's like everyone would have to participate in that for it to be a team. And like I thought like, you know, I like I have on several occasion said like I would rather do pretty much anything than go to my high school reunion but in that moment I thought I would rather go to my high school reunion (laughs) than join a a volleyball team wait so was
1: the volleyball team like beyond the retreat or just during the retreat we should form this volleyball team
0: yeah it was for beyond like it's like yeah we were out like yeah it's like we were going bowling together was the context of
1: So why beach
0: volleyball? I don't know. Like, I think like one of like one of my coworkers mentioned that she played volleyball in high school or some (laughs) some shit like that. Like it was like, it's like look, look around, like, look around at us. We are not sporty people.
1: (laughs) So it wasn't just you. It was other people as well.
0: Yeah. Like it's like no one was like, hell yeah, we should do
1: that. Right. What are the other the people that you tend not to like at? shitty day jobs? Is there a, are we talking bros? Are we talking people with very superficial hobbies? What are the, what are the things that unite them?
0: I mean, yeah, like bros or like people who are like too up in your business and like brown nosers, like
1: but, okay so just the yeah, like, like the plethora it's, it's like the people of people who can't like,
0: respect, like hey i have a life outside of this job like this isn't
1: mm. might be all
0: end all just because it is for you okay
1: like, okay is there a specific sport that would be most hellish to play with these people
0: um like adult kickball probably like i don't why that the, the court like it's the corniest dance <laughs> okay. like it's just like oh yeah like it's it's just like back to middle school gym class famously mm. a fun time for- right
1: and maybe you have they have oh. to pick teams to start they're not mm. constantly
0: right
1: and you get picked last every time
0: yeah that's
1: <laughs> i don't mean to i'm not trying Definitely. to uh incite uh <laughs> emotions
0: yeah it's like hey yeah it's it's just like yeah hell would be like combining my struggles with (laughs) traditional workplaces and middle school baggage
1: what do you hope happens when you die
0: I think reincarnation sounds cool yeah when I was in San Francisco my my landlady like yeah I mean I was Staying in her guest room that she listed on Airbnb but like yeah she is a, a Buddhist and like kind of exposed me to that and like I just thought like I thought it was really cool that like oh this is a religion where the goal isn't do what the cosmic version of an old school dad tells you to and then you get <laughs> rewarded it's you know be the like be the kindest, most compassionate, most successful version of, of yourself. And then keep trying over and over again until you get there. Like I, that just resonated with me and like, Oh, I think like, I think that's a better way to do things.
1: Yeah. And so what were the features of reincarnation that she talk to you about? Like what does it look like?
0: Um yeah, I mean like like with the yeah the type of Buddhism that she practices really like emphasizes like, oh you can reach enlightenment in this lifetime, which is different from some other ones. Like others, others frame it as like, oh this is this is something that few people reach and like, I don't know. I thought that was, oh, that was kind of cool. And, you know, I just, I don't know, like that. And like, it sounds more appealing to like, you know, like, okay, you're, you're born again and you don't remember anything else from your previous life just seems more appealing to me than like, oh yeah, you keep existing forever. Cause.
1: Okay. So that doesn't, so <laughs> cessation of consciousness does not freak you out
0: not really. Really? I don't, I don't know. Like it's, I mean, everything has to end sometime.
1: Sure. What would be the thing that carried over them between this life and the next life? If not your consciousness, is it just some sort of indefinable spirit quality?
0: Yeah, that that's what I would that's what I would think. I mean, yeah, like obviously like, you know, clearly I'm not like an expert on how like reincarnation works in canon, but that that does it does seem to be my understanding. Like, you know, that you know how how like I mean there are things that you don't remember that affect you and like Like from this life from this life and and like i yeah i just kind of figured like it would be a similar type of thing like like your your mind doesn't remember but your soul does Mm -hmm. and
1: have you felt moments like that in this life
0: um yeah i mean like there's the really I mean, like, there's yeah there's that famous like book title the body keeps score and right, right. like there there have been times when i'm like oh i don't know why i'm i don't know why i'm having this reaction i don't know i don't know why i'm feeling this way and then i'll be like oh right it could be because of xyz yeah i'm gonna go talk to my therapist about it <laughs>
1: Is there a, if you could be conscious in a new lifetime, is there a specific situation you would like to be incarnated into?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd like to, I mean, a world where I can pursue whatever projects I want without money being an issue is one thing or like my, my cat never dies.
1: Like, okay. Okay.
0: It's yeah. Just, I mean, kind of, kind of basic stuff like that.
1: Yeah. 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 Like functioning (laughs) communism or this plus universal healthcare or something.
0: Right. Yeah. Like my life, but better.
1: (laughs) What about funeral planning? Do you have ideas about what you would like for your, your funeral or, or any sort of end of life care or services.
0: Yeah. When I was in high school, I saw this Ted talk about like putting a suit with mushroom spores on corpses. So
1: yes, the mushroom suit. Yeah.
0: And like, I think, I think that would be pretty dope. Like just, yeah. An environmentally friendly way to deal with my body and, or yeah, when I was, yeah, a friend of my family died, and like before the funeral, like I don't know if it was like instead of the visiting hours or like in addition to it, they had a a time when everyone could like get just get together and share their favorite story about her, and like I I thought that was really beautiful. Like,
1: was it at the funeral home or the church or wherever the body was? Or was yeah, it like
0: yeah. Or something? It, yeah it was at the it was at the funeral home like but yeah i mean for for me like maybe like it would be cool to just like you know have that in a non-stuffy (laughs) funerally setting yeah where would it be like i mean at at a bar or a coffee shop i i mean i have yeah i haven't (laughs) thought in that many details totally back, like totally or oh god oh god like I just like with my my activism group had a a party like at a barcade like we called it the Dorval Carter's retirement party to Dorval Carter to...
1: is the head of the CTA
0: yes and like we had like this giant poster of him and the and like big versions of our ghost logo that you can take selfies with. And then someone walked up like, is this a memorial?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I just see this giant poster of a guy who wasn't here and all these ghosts. So so it's just like, okay, now a few like awake at a barcade is now something I am required to use.
1: Yeah, totally. Is this, this is, what is it? CTA. Action, what, what yeah, is it? Yeah,
0: yeah, C- see, CT action,
1: CT That's, action. Yeah, okay. commuters,
0: commuters take action.
1: Okay, yes. gotcha. Basically, like when did it started a couple years ago or this
0: year? Um, it started this year.
1: Whoa, and the
0: in the spring, like,
1: and did it start with the reporting the ghost buses and trains?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so like the guy whose idea it was, like. Yeah, like I, I met him at this transit nerds meetup and okay. like he he showed up to the second installment of it with this poster that was like in the style of CTA service change posters. But it said like service cuts from 2020 to question mark, like scan this QR code to report your late like, buses and trains. And I was just like that. That's dope as hell. And, But the thing about the posters was they were getting taken down. So we pivoted to the stickers. Okay. Okay. And yeah, like, I mean, and we've, yeah, we've made an impact in the short time that we've existed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And is it just from, kind? it seems like a lot of like visibility stuff, like the stickers, the social media, having the like ability for people to report and like kind of, have a bit of a dialogue about oh this is where is the fucking transit service
0: where's the goddamn bus
1: yeah yeah is that is that or or are there other like less visible elements that i am missing
0: but yeah i mean we we also we testify at cta board meetings Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the data we collect and like writer comments from the forms and Like, I mean, we're not, we're not saying that the meeting the moment plan was a response to us, but we're also not, not saying that. What's the
1: meeting the moment plan?
0: Yeah, that was like, like the CTA released uh, a plan in, I think it was in, in July. I, what, what even is time Uh, like that was basically like, okay, here's like, here's what we're going to do to. To get to get service back to normal but like they didn't have timelines it wasn't very specific so we were like oh okay like that's good but also we're gonna we're gonna be a thorn in your side until until this is done and yeah
1: and who knew that reporting on ghost buses would lead you to a an aspect of your funeral that you need to implement now
0: right yeah it's which is like, yeah, it has been, it has been life changing in unexpected ways. Like, because I also like have this this concept. I'm still, like, I'm still ironing it out. Like to have a transit themed variety show.
1: And, oh, okay. And just like,
0: yeah, I've got this. Like, I've got this whole new audience from my transit activism. Like, how can <laughs> How can I use this for selfish gain?
1: Yeah, hell yeah, man. Of course you got to.
0: It's like, yeah, got to yeah, get the the valuable demographic of transit nerds out to comedy shows.
1: Yeah. Are there any elements of performance that you would want at your funeral? Or are you um, like, nope, sounds terrible. No, no, no it's bad.
0: like, I, I do not want all of my comic friends doing a tight five. Okay, at, okay. At my funeral.
1: This is more of a prompt that comes from my last one-man show, in which, uh, set in the afterlife, and I tell everyone, in this afterlife, you get to fully relive one memory. Like a room you pop into and out of whenever you want just as vividly and viscerally as possible, but you have to choose just one. What memory do you choose to relive?
0: Yeah. I mean, my, yeah, my first thought with that was one of the few memories I have of my grandmother who died when I was little. Like, cause yeah, I mean, a while back, when I was talking to my mom, I kind of realized, like, oh right, all of my memories of her were fr- from the week she died, and I kind of I, like I had kind of assumed that, like, like I kind of like spread them out in hindsight. Because I mean, when you're when you're five, like, you don't
1: yeah, so she really have a sense
0: of five. passage of time. Like, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I remember like yeah, when she would come visit us in Michigan, she would like stay in one of those, like stay in one of those RVs for like a few weeks at a time. Like how a lot of, a lot of old people do. I don't, I don't know. Is
1: that, that's a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like people will retire into, into RVs and
1: I've never heard of this.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, but, yeah, I mean, I remember my sister and I, like, staying over there, and, and I just, and, like, especially now that my, my mom is getting close to the age that she was when she died. And, I mean, like, it's it's been kind of a, like, a thing all along, like, just, you know, I, like, my grief of her stems from my mom's. Like, and so I just, like, you know, it'd be nice to, like. To, like, really. To refresh my memory of what she was like.
1: And yeah, because do you feel. That she you you have, like, beloved memories of her. It wasn't like, oh, and then she got mean at the end. And I want to remember when she was nice or something like you feel like something you, you cherish her as an ancestor.
0: Yes. That's yeah. I mean, and I also kind of like, I grieve the relationship we didn't get to have because I mean, she and my mom were really close and you know, I'm, I'm not as close to like my, my grandpa on that side is still alive and he remarried and I'm like, I'm, I don't really have much of a relationship with them. So And, you know, like, I've, like, and I've asked my mom before, like, hey, do you, do you think if Grandma Ruth was still alive that, like, we'd, we'd still have a good relationship? Or do you think that she'd, like, not want to, not want to talk to me because, because I'm a heathen, you know? And and she was like, yeah, like, you'd still, you'd still be good. Like, that's, because. And, like I, yeah, on on that side, of, on that side of the family, I have a gay aunt, so like there is a noticeable difference between like how, how like my my aunts and uncles, on my mom's side and the ones on my dad's side, like handle my whole gender thing.
1: <laughs> my whole gender
0: thing. Yeah, like you know, it's it's just because yeah, on my mom's side they're like they think it's cool, but my dad's side they kind of ignore it as much as they can like
1: yeah it's,
0: you know, it's like, I, their, it's not their like, version
1: of i don't see color
0: yeah like yeah i mean you know i i am very lucky compared to a lot of my trans brethren in that way like that i mean no one no one's like stopped talking to me over it or anything like that but you know it's still a bummer like yeah.
1: What are the qualities of grandma Ruth that you wish you could have spent more time
0: around? Um, yeah, I mean she was yeah, she was like really caring and warm. You know, classic grandma stuff. Sure. And like she she always like yeah, she was very like into like taking the initiative to get everybody together and like that that side of the family kind of lost that when Mm. she died
1: so is there a specific memory from the rv that you would revisit
0: um i mean i
1: because the other option is that it's just it doesn't even you're you're just like oh, I. it doesn't need to be grounded in a specific meal or thing we saw or did. It's just the idea of spending more time around her that is the thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the latter is the thing.
1: Yeah, that's cool because within the confines of the question, you then... Who knows? Maybe the convers maybe the conversation changes each time you're there. Uh, maybe it's yeah, like an on. Yeah. Maybe it's like a Tuesdays with Maury sort of situation. <laughs> you know, everybody loves Tuesdays with Maury. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but the, like the classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah the the best one that everybody likes. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, and it, it, these sometimes people pick memories like this from when they were little. To kind of experience them more vividly. To be like, I kind of remember when I was little, this happened. But I want to go back to be sure and to really like take in everything that I couldn't when I was five. And it sounds like there's some elements to that here.
0: Right, right. And like, yeah, it's just, you know, if that were the case, like, I mean, it might turn out like, oh, right. I was like, like, I mean, if I know like, oh, God, like what I remember of her is completely different from the way she actually was. And right. like, that's oh, okay she's horrible. Oh my God. <laughs> that's
1: like- What's your coma. And by this, I just mean any moment of transformation where before you feel like one version of yourself and after you're another, for me, it was this actual, month long coma, but there's other moments in my life that I can pinpoint that are not as grandiose as that. And that could be the case for you. It doesn't have to be something like crazy and shocking, but what is one moment like that, that you can point to
0: finding out that I'm autistic. Okay. Yeah. So the, yeah, like when I, yeah, I was in college and like, I started going to therapy as college students often do. Cause Being new to adulthood is hard, and like there was one moment when I was talking about how I didn't didn't have very many friends as a kid and didn't didn't know how to make friends. And then my therapist goes, "Have you ever been evaluated for Asperger's?" And then I I just like I remembered like yeah when I was when I was in second or third grade, second and third grade, I was like taken out of class to meet with the school social worker and like it it was an ongoing thing and like it was never properly explained to me like it's it's just like oh yeah like it's like she's here to help you with your struggles and and I was just like holy shit is that what that was
1: wow
0: and so I I was like I I got to call my mom and yeah that's what that was
1: Really, so and, your parents knew what was going on, and you just never had it explained to you.
0: Yeah, and then, yeah, like when it's yeah, and like yeah, my mom the the reason she it was like, oh, like I just never wanted you to feel like you were broken, and I'm like, but I did though. Like, right? It's just like it, like it was worse to not have the words for it like just be like oh great yeah everyone everyone thinks i'm a freak and i can't and like i don't know why like
1: right and to use the broken metaphor which i realize is imperfect for something like autism but like it'd be nice to at least know who broke this or like why it's broken
0: right or like and then like yeah and so i i really Like, that made my relationship with my parents harder for a while. Yeah. It was was just like, oh, you, like, you actively hid this major thing from me. And, and then, like, like, there was one time when, like, my mom met my my therapist and she said, like, oh, like, if, like, if you knew you were autistic when you were in high school, you would have just used it as an excuse. I'm like, an excuse for what? Like. And like, if like, and like, that's when it's your job as a parent to, to say, oh yeah, like your disability is a reason why things are hard for you, but it doesn't mean you just get to be shitty to people.
1: Right. (laughs)
0: Like, and then it's, and then like, there was one point where I was like, I was in the car with my dad and like, he tells me like, yeah, I mean, I've. Like, I'm the same way. Like, he was never officially diagnosed, but, like, he just kind of, like, suspected that he's on the spectrum. And I'm like, okay, this is a great talk, and I'm glad we're having it, but why couldn't we have had it when I was nine? Like...
1: Yeah. Like, 10 years later, it sounds like.
0: Hey, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, almost exactly 10 years later. and And, like... But, but I mean, but knowing, knowing was still a gift. Like it's, yeah, like it enabled me to, to go, oh, like I'm not alone. I'm not just a freak who nobody understands. There, there are other, there are other people like me out there, like, and, and like, I mean, now I'm literally, like, part of a, a group who literally likes trains. Dude, I so, was thinking! Like, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just like, yeah, finding out that transit activist is a thing you can be was...
1: Oh, my God. Like,
0: it's just... It's, it's just like, yeah, the, the people in that sur- circle, like, I yeah, when I was trying to, like, explain to my mom, like, what the the wider, like, transit head... Scene is. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like I mean, a lot of like a lot of people are part of the LGBTQ community, and like I didn't ask who here's autistic, but like ingredients <laughs> are there. And she goes, not a lot of eye contact at that meetup. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> that is so good. That makes so much sense. It's so interesting that that would be, though, like because transit is such a like fundamental like structural it's so like central to society it's so interesting that people normally thought of as like outsiders are drawn to this thing that in some ways is like the most mainstream you could be
0: yeah i mean there isn't really public transit in southeast michigan so sure 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 and i never yeah and like, I never liked driving, which is sacrilege in a region where everyone has a relative who works for one of the car companies.
1: Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, totally.
0: And so, so, like, yeah, one of the, like, and then, like, when I went to college and didn't need a car, I was like, this is the tits. Like, and, and that was like, and yeah, it's like, yeah, a lot of autistic people don't like driving like a lot of queer people don't like driving like there's there's kind of a a meme of like oh i don't know i don't know how to drive i'm gay like i don't know where it comes
1: from okay okay
0: it's it's just like so someone should do a study on that
1: sure 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 it's
0: it's like i mean it it might be because a lot of us are drawn to cities like
1: sure sure sure, sure. like chicken or the egg thing right right
0: and and like also it's you know the fact that like it's a thing that, you know, in an ideal world you'd never have to think about it. You just like go to the bus stop and the bus is there and you get to where you're going. But like there's so there are so many like intricacies and like machinations of how it operates. And so like it's an easy thing to fixate on. If
1: yeah, yeah, if I was prone I to that. was wondering, <laughs> does it? Do you think? being on the spectrum like led to taking more action around it because and and from my understanding like routines are really big when you're autistic and that like having ghost buses and stuff would really fuck with that and would make would spur you to the kind of action that you've taken
0: yeah yeah that that's definitely like I mean I hadn't fully like put it into those words, but but yeah, and also like we like we notice patterns in mm-hmm. a way that a lot of neurotypical people don't so so like it's yeah, it's easy for us to be like, hey, something's off here, like I'm gonna gonna make some noise about it, like yeah, and
1: so other than some of the distance it put between you and your folks. Uh, when you first found out what other ways did your life or your thinking change after you got this diagnosis in college?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I definitely like at the beginning of this journey, I had a lot of like, a lot of like false ideas false ideas, like, a lot of misconceptions about what autism is, like, like, most people do, like, because, I mean, yeah, like, most, like, what most people think they know about autism is wrong, like, because, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've all, like, it was just, like, oh, like, that's, like, I, like, I remember my, yeah, my mom telling me, like, It's just like, oh no, like real autistic people have one hyper fixation for their entire life. And then like talking to other autistic people online, I learned that that's not true. And, Mm -hmm. or like a lot of people think that like, it's that like, oh, we like, there are things that we just never learn. And like, in my experience, it, it's just like, it takes us longer. Like you know, my, yeah, my therapist now has told me several times, like, you're better at making friends than most people. And, and like, I, I credit that to like it being a thing I had to learn. Like, like, I can't just, I can't just like go to any bar and find, find people who want to be friends with me. Like, I have to, I have to know where to look. I have to, like, I had to I had to actively learn how to be a good friend and, and like a lot of neurotypical people just never put any thought into it. And, and like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I like to describe it as like, it's like the experience is that it takes the, the standard model of like what's intuitive and what takes time to learn and scrambles it. Mm. Cause like, I, like I picked up, Like I picked up French in high school faster than any of my classmates, like yet, like friendships and dating was just, wow, everybody got the memo except me.
1: Right. So wait, tell me about learning how to be a good friend. Like how, what resources did you use? What were the developmental stages of that?
0: Yeah, it's like basically a lot of trial and error. <laughs> like it's just like, oh, people don't like it when you do this. So I'm not gonna do that anymore.
1: Or and, and did it feel like, like once you identified a behavior like that, you were good at not repeating it? Cause my struggle as a neurotypical person, it, it or it, it might be unrelated to that, is just like, um, I feel like I'm learning the same lessons over and over and over again. Um, but where do you feel like you are better able to incorporate lessons to be like that behavior did this and thus I will not repeat that behavior or do you find it takes time still?
0: I mean, it's, it's not immediate, but like it is faster than I think it is for a lot of people. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Cause yeah, it's, and God, I had, I had something there that I'm gonna, yeah, I gotta try to, i to try to find it again. Um, but like, you know, on the other side, like there were some ways that I would overcorrect, like, you know, my, like, yeah, when I was growing up, like my mom's attempt to teach me how to like rein in talk, talking about whatever, subject i couldn't shut up about at the time was sort of like oh don't don't talk about harry potter at school like try to try to go a whole day without talking about the boy you like and and it's like so like it and like it took me and like that was something that i overcorrected on and had to find some middle ground like just you know to be like okay like these are the people who want to hear me not shut the hell up about about my thing of the moment
1: like and harry potter so many kids were talking about harry potter all the time
0: like it was just like yeah i mean i wasn't getting made fun of for liking harry potter it was not knowing when to shut the fuck (laughs) up about it like (laughs) that's
1: so looking back could you you tell? Sorry, and
0: go ahead. Yeah, and and it's just like you know, that that was how how my mom thought to protect me, but it's it's just like, you know, parents in the in the early 2000s in small towns didn't really know how to handle a kid like me. Like no, yeah, like, it's just like you know, even even when there is like there's no malice, it's all like it's all well-intentioned. They never wanted to hurt me on purpose, but it's still just, it's like, yeah, that that wasn't a great choice.
1: Like. Totally. And I guess I was wondering if there were other moments like that would, that you could then look back on and be like, oh, that's why my mom sheltered me from that thing or encouraged me subtly in this specific way. But I didn't, and she, cause she was, correcting for me being autistic but not really but the whole time i thought that's just the way she was parent
0: i mean like oh like yeah a lot of the the, yeah the way she talked about dating when i was in high school was in in hindsight like it's it's just like that was not really helpful
1: okay what was it what were the things yeah i mean
0: it was I mean, like, first of all, there, there weren't a lot of options in my hometown. So I would just kind of like have a crush on one person for a solid year and (laughs) like, and no one else existed. Right. And, and she was just like, Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta date around. You gotta keep your options open. But like, I also lived in purity culture and like. It's like keep your options open, but don't be a slut was extremely confusing.
1: Right, to... right.
0: Cause it's like, no, these are like these are conflicting things. Like
1: So did it make did you immediately find not immediately, but did you did did getting that diagnosis help you find community? Did it what did it like? Did it feel like a weight off of you, or did it feel like, oh, now I have a bunch of homework?
0: Um yeah, I mean, at first it felt like, wow, now I have a bunch of homework. But like over time, like, you know, once I was, you know, talking to more people in the community and like, yeah, learning, like, oh, hey, this is, this is also a thing that like the, the like medical framework of the diagnosis doesn't really talk about or like, and stuff like that, like, then, then it was really like, you know, that was, it was great for me. Like I could, it was just, yeah. Like I did find community and like learn that there are people like me out there. And also that like, I don't have to like put up with people treating me like garbage cause I'm different. Like it's yeah. like, there are, there are people out there who will not treat me like garbage and.
1: And they're all at the transit meetup.
0: Yes. They are all at the transit meetup. <laughs>
1: that is the show. Thank you so much to Luca for coming on. Thank you to you for listening all the way through to the end here. If you liked the show this much that you're still listening, I do recommend you sign up for my newsletter. It's in the links in the show notes as well as all the links to follow Luca and to learn more about Commuters Take Action at ctaction.org. So do all those things. And until next week, remember... You are a mist.
0: You can do them,
1: have faith, you're human, only human, and human beings
0: they do miracles.